After partition, the biggest victim, culturally speaking, was what was known as Hindi cinema or what is known as Bollywood now. You know, we shouldn't take some sort of big pride, great pride that, you know, uh, Raj Kapoor was a great icon because uh, his movies were uh, loved by Russians. Most of the department, art department, costumes, all these guys were all, uh, they all belong to the uh, peaceful community. There is a beautiful song in Mohanaragam, Jyoti Kalash Chalke. You will yes. not find a single Urdu word in that. In case you are wondering, who is this new king? Akbar's mm. original name was Jalaluddin. The uh, artistic okay, so... fraud called Utsav. That is the title of the piece. <laughs> now you are showing a raw agent wearing a commando dress. I mean, seriously, man. It's not that, you know, this Javier Akhtar types and K. Abbas types uh, did what they did. The worst part is the Hindus who allowed them to do it, who didn't put their foot down and were also complicit. People like Amitabh Bachchan. No, Bappi Lahari couldn't succeed today. He was arguably the most, most famous plagiarist, epic plagiarist. Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P. Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. Last week, we heard Sandeep Balakrishna uh, talk about specific instances where Sanatana Dharma was under attack. And that was the Portuguese. This time, we are going to talk about how Sanatana Dharma has, has been attacked by Bollywood. And this is going to be a blockbuster of a session. So please like this video right at the beginning so that it has the best chance to go viral. All your questions about Bollywood will be answered because Sandeep is an expert on this. So let's welcome Sandeep Balakrishna. Sandeep, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. Namaskaram, Shri. Good to be back again. And as usual, you are very, very generous with your uh, praise. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all true, Sandeep. It's all true. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Sandeep, you know, I have been one of those gullible people who mm -hmm. never thought twice about the kind of slow brainwashing that was happening in Bollywood movies. I'll give you a simple example, Sandeep. You look at the, the songs that were written for Bollywood, 50s, 60s, well into the 70s, perhaps even into 80s. It was all Urdu. Half the words you didn't understand, but you just sang them. To me, that was another thing where people said that if you have to write a song, it has to be in Urdu. Until Anand Bakshi occupied the right and center and left of Bollywood lyrics, that didn't change. So in your perception, you can go back as far as you want in timeline. When did you think that Bollywood was taken over by elements inimical to Sanatana Dharma? Oh, well, okay. So for that, let's, uh, you know, give a larger context to this whole thing sure. of uh, Indian cinema, not just specific to Bollywood. Sure. Right. So you look at, you know, it's quite uh, astonishing that, you know, somehow Indian cinema has come to be associated with Bollywood. Right. 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 Both in terms of, you know, number and uh, the reach, fine, the reach might be one uh, part of it. But there is really nothing uh, Hindi about Bollywood. Like you mentioned True. about, you know, you just took a small slice when you mentioned that, you know, all the lyrics, most of the lyrics are in Urdu. You said 50%, I'll say 80% of the lyrics are in Urdu, right? You know, Shabnam and, you know, whatever, things like that. Right. Some, some of those words are even unpronounceable. So the point was that after partition, the biggest victim, culturally speaking, was what was known as Hindi cinema or what is known as Bollywood now. Because there's a huge influx of, uh, you know, what you call the M element in uh, Bollywood right from day one, right? And all the so-called great Ka Kapoor, Khandan, all those guys, including Raj Kapoor, they weren't exactly friends of Hindus uh, in the larger scheme of things. I mean, anything goes basically. Okay, one. And 
in the context of raj kapoor let me tell you one thing that you know for a for the longest time there was this great uh, raj kapoor his movies were being celebrated you know he was celebrated as some kind of a great icon why only because his movies became popular in russia now therein lies the story okay why russia why not america why not other parts of europe because raj kapoor was as much a part of that nehruvian cabal in cinema in in the world of uh, hindi cinema as other people were in uh, activities seen that guy mahalo nobis in economics and the rest of those jokers right so this is why and that was no russia that was ussr which nehru idolized so it is not a coincidence that it's it's not, you know we shouldn't take some sort of big pride great pride that you know uh, raj kapoor was a great icon because uh, his movies were uh, loved by russians like they had a choice <laughs> so true okay. so true okay. so so from russia all the way let's come to central asia afghanistan according to some rumors raj kapoor's ancestors hailed somewhere from kandahar or one of those places somewhere in afghanistan i don't know how far that is true it might well be true in fact rishi kapoor in one of his interviews said as much that hamare purvaj wahan se aate that kind we love that kind of syncretic culture or other uh, you know nonsense that what that's what uh, i remember him uh, speaking in an interview so you had this influx from day one in bollywood populated by all these guys writers screenplay writers story writers script writers lyricists uh, music directors not so much you know naushad all those people not so much but then we keep aside the music directors for a while now but most of the department art department costumes all these guys were all Uh, they all belong to the uh, peaceful community so and there is no way you could you know circumvent them and uh, i mean others actors heroes heroines all these people there's no way you could circumvent those buggers and you know hope to make it uh, make a good career in bollywood so this and dare anyone speak anything less lesser than flattering about uh, uh, you know the great uh, desert cult so and what were the backgrounds of all these guys sahir ludhianvi right majroo sultanpuri all those buggers they all hailed from dregs of these all these nawabi culture in lucknow in lahore a lot of migration happened from karachi and lahore lahore was one of the great centers of uh, uh, what is uh, known as islamic culture wrongly known as culture so they all came from this nawabi this tawaif quota kind of a background and they made it you know they made a name for themselves in uh, uh, bollywood because it was a nascent new medium so what else can you expect sir look at the name of the movie shri kashmir ki kali right what right. do you mean kali bud right. who is kashmir ki kali sharmila tagore look at those titles and you mentioned okay. about anand bakshi he is no angel sir hmm. he is no, no angel. He, he brought he brought the urdu level down that's all i have tried to say nothing else <laughs> ah well okay uh, i'll give it to you i mean i'll give it to you fine he was not so rabid as other guys but right, right. Uh, he took his hindi poetry uh, lessons uh, according to some accounts he was a self taught man or you know he worked hard at his writing his uh, poetry but who were his inspirations they were not kalidasa most of his inspirations were all these urdu guys the shayari shayar type of people so look among the handful of uh, you know chaste hindi lyric in bollywood there is a beautiful song in mohan ragam jyoti kalash chalke you yes. will not find a single urdu word in that right so i mean this uh, this was there from day one k abbas all those buggers who were they so you look at mughali azam touted to be one of the greatest masterpieces of indian cinema what is it it is a unabashed celebration of lust who was anand 
you you really kindle something in me okay mughal e azam you hmm. know they say that it was a great love between jahangir and uh, who was the girl anarkali anarkali right hmm. but hmm. i thought mr akbar also had an eye on her how true is that sir you i was just about to come to that you read <laughs> my mind anarkali wo- Akbar did not merely have an eye on Anarkali. All right, according to various accounts written by contemporary, uh, you know, contemporary chroniclers of Akbar's own time and Jahangir's own time, some accounts say that Anarkali was one of Akbar's concubines. Other yeah, accounts, say that she, yeah. yeah, concubines. Other accounts say that she was one of his wives, which uh, that makes it even worse actually. if she was indeed one of his wives jahangir actually bedded her hmm. and the kind of punishment that jahangir got uh, because of that one act all right i mean that was one of the pinnacles after you know this is called incest is too small a word to use to describe what jahangir did with anarkali all right so hmm. you go and celebrate that as an eternal love story really oh. and because you know Uh, salim before he became jahangir because salim slept with her akbar punished he he disavowed he disinherited jahangir and in in his darbar he made khusro uh, that is jahangir's uh, eldest son he declared him that you are my next successor and not jahangir then what happened how did he come back to throne ah well i mean uh, the all these court intrigues uh, and jahangir being the what he was he actually wielded a lot of clout in the court and uh, khusro was his son and you know all the court politics the the faction that supported jahangir you know obviously didn't want khusro to ascend the throne and jahangir sent an army khusro rebelled uh, and jahangir caught him paraded him on uh, uh, on the streets of chandni chowk sitting on an elephant and all his uh, uh, amirs and nobles who supported jahangir they were impaled in public you know uh, they were made to stand on pedestals and khusro his elephant passed came across each pedestal at the same exact same moment they were impaled it was a gruesome sight and khusro was forced to watch it so this is a larger historical thing but anyway uh, khusro was blinded and then handed over to khurram who later became shah jahan who you know he killed khusro his own elder brother this is this is pretty much the politics of uh, patent politics of yeah. islamic succession but we are digressing so this yeah. kind of uh, this kind of thing is celebrated as an immortal love story really what about the other story about jahan ara jahan ara which was contemporary movie along with mughal-e-azam mm-hmm. that supposed to be the love love of jahan ara for her father aurangzeb for which mm-hmm. she forsake her love for somebody else yeah she remained unmarried or something till yeah, the end of her life yeah I, i'm not sure with that i have not uh, watched the movie so it's not it's not fair on my part to comment on that on that specific movie yeah that, that that is really you know you bring out a very important point why weren't the mm. early bollywood movies about indian princes we had to mm. wait 75 years to watch a movie about prithviraj mm. no like i said you know this industry was dominated by these guys why would they make a movie celebrating someone like maharana pratap or chhatrapati shivaji why would they do it now if you make a movie on you know celebrating maharana pratap or forget celebrating telling the truth about maharana pratap okay you will have to bring in dialogues and scenes which show the kind of monster that akbar was why would any muslim writer agree to you know do a script on this 
why would any technician agree to work on such a project so how are things today in your opinion mm. how are things today and and this fund okay so back then you had talented people basically two pillars i mean i don't need to tell your audience you know what makes for a good cinema essentially a story and a story that is narrated well on the screen which is screenplay right. so you had all these you know first rate talents in those days if they had made up their mind if they had agreed to make a movie on say chatrapati shivaji or even suhel dev people like that heroes like that you would have had you know they could have come up with some spectacular movies unfortunately what is the snake pit the hub of degeneracy that bollywood has today become has killed all talent number one number two now those people all said and done they were still rooted to you know their village their rural background they were one with the people so to say they had their poetry their histories their oral histories and their legends and fables which comes down from word to mouth through tradition like say prithviraj raso i'm just taking a random example they knew all these things uh, that lore was in their heart and mind now the kind of education system that we have grown up with ever since even if you want even if there is a talented person he lacks access to this nativity which his you know predecessors had even until say javed atta's time i'm taking all kinds of you know rotten examples but just to you know make a point so you had that kind of talent that kind of repertoire that repository was there with people back then now you have the talent in bollywood right now writing is just only one small part of it you should be intimately familiar with things like body language how would say maharana pratap walk how would he wear his peta is turban how would he pull out his sword what was the palace atmosphere in say rana pratap's time what would be the exact dialect and diction with which those people spoke so we have killed essentially all languages language education is dead in india so you don't have if you have to write us you know make a movie write a screenplay or a story or a script about maharana pratap uh, a movie you have to do it in english the amount that is lost in translation is incredible it's almost 95% of everything is shaved so this is a problem facing that you know bollywood is facing today even if people want to make you know movies on what are known as hindu themes and hindu heroes i have been trying to consciously call these mogal emperors by their real names like jalaluddin for example and, yeah. and let's let's try to stay that way viewers in case you are wondering who is this new king akbar's original name was jalaluddin so yeah. jalaluddin could jalaluddin mohammad akbar <laughs> so jalaluddin mohammad akbar jalaluddin mohammad akbar in his lifetime mm. could not capture the chitor fort true or false yes uh he captured the very first devastation of chitorgarh fort on that scale was done by akbar after that the entire fort was completely depopulated there is a beautiful extremely uh, painful account uh, written by uh, one of the chaplains or a priest or one of those padres uh, who comes as uh, who comes along with the east india company they used to have these preachers uh, uh, on every ship and boat that uh, uh, east right, india company right. would send to india so one of them he i forget his name it will come to me so he gives us an extremely painful narration of uh, uh, what he saw with his own eyes about the state of desolation at uh, chitorgarh and he writes this uh, sometime in uh, 1617 1620 roughly around that period that okay. was the about the end of uh, um, akbar's reign or is it uh... no akbar died in uh, 1605 
so he came during jahangir's rule he visited mm-hmm. india during jahangir's rule and it makes for an extreme extremely painful reading and not going going to go into details uh, you know the desolate tower of victory what is known as vijay stamb which is till there mm. we can see that in chitorgarh fort and the hundreds of beautiful temples he describes the whole thing that you know it is a place only for foxes and dogs and you know wild beasts and you know all the doors uh, the gates the four uh, gates of chitorgarh fort akbar the devastation was so utter and total that the, all the doors were removed from the hinges and the uh, bhadrakali temple inside the sanctum sanctorum inside the garbhagriha uh they had placed a huge uh, uh, deepa mantapam so that the uh, goddess the devi's face would always be lit up 24 hours uh, shashwata deepa he uprooted it physically it was made of uh, you know sculpted of stone he uprooted it physically akbar and took it and put it in his harem so when you make a movie about maharana pratap you have to essentially tell all this right we'll come back to bollywood a lot of digression yes. is happening yeah that's okay see sometimes what happens is see i didn't know a lot of the stuff that you are revealing sandeep you are a mm. serious historian my friend i'm a serious mm. listener so and, and all our <laughs> viewers are like me so i'm very happy that we are getting into some depth in some of these topics you were uh, talking about the grip that ms had on mm. bollywood everything mm. including the mm. cast the people but you we were coming to the point where there were good stories and good screenplays and that kind of let it for some time but mm. um, see on one side you had all these people but you also had a strong influence of bengali people mm. in uh, in bollywood isn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so did yes. they also use the same topics or they were they trying to like uh, go with more native uh, indian topics okay so the the record about this bengali influence is a little sketchy here and i could be wrong in some of the nuances yeah. i could be wrong in some of the nuances uh you know you're talking about people like krishikesh mukherjee and that no no that uh, comes later sir bimal roy okay. was the first one okay and bimal then, roy yeah. uh, so bimal roy okay if you look at things like uh, his movies like bandini and other uh, other things right, right, they were right. essentially social uh, based on social themes so he didn't you know overtly promote islam or overtly denigrate hinduism in in that sense in a very very speaking in a very broad sense but he did have a little bit of this social reform slight socialist com- communist kind of a uh, uh, tinge in his movies but overall uh, his movies didn't do that much of damage the kind of damage that you know uh, people like raj kapoor and the rest of the islamic uh, gang did so to that extent what the bengali influence also did uh, was that the dialogue especially was pretty refined in a sense that yes. unlike the absolute crap that you know uh, we got especially after the during the amitabh bachan era so the absolute crap so this there was a sense of decency salim <laughs> jawed has taken over <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> a sense of decency sense of dignity was there and they did make some uh, you know good movies what what are what was uh, used to be called as bridge cinema which is a kind of uh, an amalgam a kind of a bridge literally a bridge right. between what is known as arts uh, you know art cinema art house cinema and commercial cinema so they pulled it off very well this bengali uh, club they pretty much did make some positive contributions 
but like i said the overall the record is sketchy absolutely and uh, so we have to just mention one or two things rishikesh mukherjee had some fantastic movies where there was pure hindi in play because the script mm-hmm. demanded it for example chupke chupke mm-hmm. what the botany professor likes to talk mm-hmm. of itself as a hindi lyricist that one is hilarious <laughs> yeah see these are called clean comedies but you know what yes. rishikesh mukherjee was also a uh, quasi communist Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. so now that you mentioned chupke chupke, you know how they, you know, uh, insert these subtle things, okay, as comedy, uh, j- where he, in one line he justifies Indira Gandhi's emergency mm. that you know, chalo, ab to train time pe to aa raha hai. Right, 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 right. So right, that's right. how they slip it in. This it's right, so right. subtle you don't even notice it, and you right. laugh, you know, you laugh along with it when when. the the staging of the scene is so beautiful it is so intricate that you miss right. this nuance correct 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 and so abhiman true, so true. and and abhiman okay abhiman is one of the <clears throat> uh the theme the premise of the movie itself is a subtle male bashing and mm. an early attempt at promoting uh, what has now become you know out of control rabid uh, feminism so he makes it explicit uh, i think the character played by david he makes it explicit saying that you know uh, this guy amitabh bachchan he is making a big mistake by allowing his wife to sing because you know in in our society which society he means hindu society mm-hmm. in our society uh, the male ego can't take uh, uh the success of his wife right 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 so right, right. so the whole entire premise of the movie is that also i must start starting from the yes, title yes 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 and also i must mention that abhiman itself is a, a sort of inspiration from a hollywood movie mm. and uh, I, the name escapes me they they redid that recently that hollywood uh-huh. movie again a star okay. is born i think it was a star mm. is born oh okay so, i have so you get the thing a star is born wife right so so that's the other thing no yeah. no that is the other thing about what is known as bollywood they haven't since its inception barring barring very 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 few themes very very few movies which were entirely based on our puranic lore how many satyaharish chandras do you have there is one bhakta prahlada in hindi hmm. there is one navarang then there is one uh, uh, which is at, uh, again shantaram's movies basically right barring these what is the one original contribution that bollywood has given in all departments of film making to world cinema tell me one one original know. plot one right. original theme um <laughs> there was so one this movie is, this is a soft power this is a soft power really so there was one movie that was really funny um <laughs> i'm trying to the name is here it's a shashi kapoor produced movie and mm-hmm. he himself acts in it but you will kaliug. not recognize him kaliug kaliug not kaliug not kaliug not kaliug okay. uh, it, after that it is uh, has uh, a, that, has that socialite that, acted in that that um, lady what's her name simi garewal she acted in no 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 it's utsav utsav ah utsav that that is directed by girish karnad have done a complete dissection on dharma dispatch oh i see but it is actually Ut- produced by uh, shashi kapoor yeah it is produced by shashi kapoor he lost all his money by producing it It was a good movie, though. <laughs> I thought. No, it is a no, no. I fully disagree. I completely disagree, Shri. Utsav is an artistic rape of Mrutcha Katika by Shudra Khan. Yes, yes. Immortal yes. play. Now it's right. It is a complete, you know, cinematic rape of Mrutcha Katika. Now that you mention it, I, I see the parallels. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, um, uh, uh, viewers, be sure to go and read in Dharma Dispatch.in about Utsav and Ruchakatik. The uh, artistic okay, so... fraud called Utsav. That is the title of the piece. <laughs> uh, so let, let's move on. Now, um, as time progressed, I think this mm. has been more or less the same. I mean, initially you had movies that you could pick from the title that it was uh, promoting a certain type. But then mm. it completely got embedded in with the uh, three hands, mm. isn't it? Mm. I, I yeah. think it's even started in Shole itself. So Shole itself, you'll see that the M character is always a good guy. I mean, these are all bands of thieves, except for mm. the family, Dakur. Yeah. No, so uh, you bring up a good point. Let's see how we can, you know, uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, analyze it threadbare, so to speak. Right. Now you look at Mother India. Who's the villain in that? Mm. He's a Lala. Right. Right. And there's another villain who's a Brahmin. Mm. Oh, yeah. That used to be quite the thing. Yeah, right, that, right. That, used to be in a, that used to be in a norm. You see Brahmin Banya. They are responsible for all the ills of Indian society, not just Hindu society. Right. So right. who's a savior? The savior is this uh, mullah, this great preacher, this Rahim Chacha. Right. So this is being constant. But what some movies used to do it is that, you know, you slip in a dialogue here and there. But you overwhelm the audience with 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 some you know brilliant storytelling. You have to give it to them. The storytelling would overwhelm people. Number number one and number two and number two is actually the more most important point. These movies came in at a time when the masses of India were largely gullible. Correct. They were largely innocent. Completely caught unawares that you know cinema could actually be used to. Uh, to propagandize, to peddle a certain focused message, a targeted message in a very, very subtle or even in an overt fashion. So you had a huge chunk of this gullible audience. Now, what were the ticket prices? Yeah, even in 80s, 1980s, you could get a bank, uh, you know, balcony ticket in a good theater for say five or seven rupees. Yes, yes. And in back, back in those days, it was in some paisas, right? Or even in anas. Right, right, right. But hardly any money. So you had this captive audience who would be dazzled with that, you know, all that play of light and sound and color and music and dance and, you know, dialogue, right? That was a, they, they were completely captivated. So they couldn't analyze it, unlike the West, who would see through this. So that again, uh, you know, uh, on a very profound, a very deeper plane, that actually uh, shows a very fundamental difference between the West, uh, the artistic conception in the West and here. We come from a tradition uh, where art is regarded as sacred. Correct. Right. So on the other hand, in Hollywood, if you Not made sure. a message, if you made a movie from day one, if you made a movie with a e explicit, you know, political messaging or ideological agenda, you would have critics on both sides. Hmm. Right. Ah, achha, I know you're, you know, you're shilling for Nixon or something. Right, right, right. Immediately. Right, right. So we, we were largely innocent, sir. Even today That's we are. Even today we are. No, no, you're so absolutely this, right. Yeah, so this also contributed the the naivete of our audience, the innocence of our audience back then also contributed in a big, in a substantial fashion for the success of these M guys and, you know, and they're all their filthy messaging, anti-Hindu messaging. Um, I have to mention something here uh, that is about Kolywood or Kodambakam Wood. Yeah. You know, what is happening now is that uh, Udainadi Stalin believes that mm. he can be the next MGR. Mm. And because these people, I don't remember the names of the producing companies, but DMK mm. has a vice-like grip on yeah. everything that is getting yeah. released as summer movies. 
Yes. So yes. What they have done is they released a movie of Rajnikanth that flopped mm. badly. Mm. Kala. 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 Then mm. they released a movie with Joseph Vijay, another mm. flop. So this mm. guy is another contender, same MTR-like yeah. yeah. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm. then Udharidi comes in. He takes mm. the Article 15 of Hindi mm. and he mm. makes he plays the Ayushman Kurana role. Okay, and he is not a great actor. In fact, I, I haven't seen any movies. So that means that he's a non-actor. I, I saw I saw one movie just for the sake of it. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible remake of Jolly LLB Part One. Mm. They, they, he's Udayni. This channel is a non-actor, sir. <laughs> he acts so, well in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so he he's been trying to see and and then what they were told was anybody. Who was any even remotely connected with DMK was encouraged to go and watch that movie so that they mm. could show the numbers. It's a huge hit. It's a huge mm. hit. I don't mm. think it really settled with the people. Uh, mm. But you see that Tamil Nadu they considered themselves quite politically astute, but they always mm. fall for this movie. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it comes from. Uh, I don't know, Shri. I mean, uh, multiple threads connecting here. This goes all the way back to Parashakti, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right goes right. all the way back to Parashakti, and uh, uh, you have to give it to those uh, Dravidian uh, buggers who used uh, uh, cinema, street play, cinema, drama uh, as a you know they used it very astutely, very powerfully to you know, push their political agendas and they have been successful, largely speaking. You know, uh, Sandeep, there is a very clever, yeah. there's a clever idea why they are doing this. Uh, mm. You know, if you look at the voting demographic in Tamil Nadu today, 10% M vote, 10% mm. Christian vote. DMK mm. has it in its pocket. So okay. everybody else mm. starts from zero. These guys start from 20. 20, yeah. 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 Mm. He needs to only get 13 more percent. At 33, yes. you are winning. They won on, winning. on, on yeah. 33. Yeah. They got so many seats this time. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so yeah. all he's aiming for is he doesn't care about what you and I talk about mm. the logicality of the whole thing that he can't mm. act. He doesn't care about all that. Yeah. All he yeah. cares about is have I done enough to corner mm. that 13% vote? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, but Sri, uh, uh, frankly speaking, the influence of cinema translating into you know real votes at the ballot box. I think has always been uh, questionable, if not negligible. It's not that you know you make a movie uh, promoting your party's ideology or your some of your great leader just six months or one year before elections, and that will give you some uh, five crores votes. I don't think that has ever happened. I don't think that's ever happened. No, so let, let's take a look at the success of people like MGR. Um, mm. See what he used to do is was a do-gooder in all his movies. He could do no wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and he was oh, always for the go ahead. always for the downtrodden guy, that kind of right. thing. Never right. showed, you know, no none of his movies showed him, you know, drinking or smoking or having, you know, right. you know, vices, uh, basically kind of thing. But look, that MGR kind of a person or NTR out there, they became successful on their own. What you call personal magnetism. How many more, you know, show me a, another MGR uh, in Tamil Nadu after him. No, nobody. I mean, show Vijay, me Khan another... came, Vijay Khan came yeah. a little bit, but then they were just squashed yeah. because yeah. they had the media power squash him, yeah. made him look like a, you know, whatever. Yeah, drunkard and so, things like that. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. So even in Andhra, right, show me one film actor who became a chief right. minister after NTR. Correct, correct, correct. So correct. these are all, you know, a flash in a pan kind of things and even in karnataka rajkumar saw you know he was 
a very uh, smart guy actually and he had some very good uh, set of advisors around him till the end he stubbornly stuck to his stand that no i am an actor i am loved by people i stick to that i won't get into politics as simple as it actually he was a great singer too i've heard him sing beautiful voice yeah he was a okay singer yeah Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, so let's get back to um, Bollywood. Yeah. Overall theme of Bollywood. Yeah. How do you see this thing going? Do you think now? See, we have a series of now uh, failures, mm. I should say. Yeah. And mm. and some of them even may have a decent plot, but everything is being tarred by the same brush. So everything mm. is falling by the wayside. Mm. Now, one of the reasons also lately mm. that I'm hearing mm. is that Bollywood has become a money laundering tool. Mm. Mm. In that people are booking fake tickets. Mm. and and you launder money that way that you know even yeah. though only five people watched in theater you say that mm. for the full house and mm. you basically you know yeah. get money in through that yeah. and then somehow they are making black money somehow yeah. yeah right 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 mm. right so if these things are happening mm. that's one side the government is actually cracking down on a lot of those things mm. but i'm i'm asking you a question that has there been a fundamental change in the way people are watching movies because of two reasons one is nupur sharma the mm-hmm. other is the preponderance now of ott mm. okay fantastic question so the current situation the mess that bollywood in is it is of its own making there is no doubt about it okay you can't you know create this kind of artificial monopoly by uh, you know pushing out keeping out other people where will you get the talent uh, talent from sir and you charge what 300 crores 400 crores that's the size of a small cap company correct right in that parlance right 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 so right. how how long can people pump in money so economics apart you don't have talent you don't have good actors you don't have talent in any department except perhaps you know camera and uh, uh, you know technology uh, dependent departments in the film business so apart from that there are no stories why you don't allow anybody to come in so this is a mess that they have created for themselves it's a hole that they have dug for themselves number 1 now number 2 is that what has happened nupur sharma that sushant singh rajput thing uh, you know their anti hindu thing anti breaking india thing we're going to jnu giving all kinds of you know uh, shitty statements basically thinking that you know with impunity they do this out of a sense of heroism and pride or uh, uh, you know other kinds of things that you know it is okay or their handlers are making them do this a lot of factors have come together and it has exploded that is on the disaster side of it now on the other side of it this has created a vacuum of sorts what is going to happen is that you know you can only go down only to that extent right not beyond that there is a bottom some somewhere right even hell yeah, has a bottom, bottom, bottom right right right, right. Yeah. you can't go beyond that so from there you can only rise up and these people won't rise take it from me they are running shit scared sorry for the expletive but that is what is happening now wishing narendra modi's birthday i mean what the hell yaar taking selfies with the pm then suddenly wishing him uh, birthdays and you know things like that basically they are running scared they don't know what to do they don't even have a cogent response why a because these guys are a bunch of illiterate people who are sitting on dynasty money so this is the rahul gandhi syndrome in uh, uh, bollywood right that guy can't even speak a sentence which is uh, you know coherent he doesn't even know what he's talking in spite of the entire Uh, you know a nexus of a huge machinery propping him up repeatedly 
for what 10 years or more than that in fact so you see a reflection of that nonsense in bollywood also so varun gandhi is uh, no who's that guy varun dhawan all these anbir yeah. singh all these guys they are the bollywood equivalents of rahul gandhi you can't see all these phenomena in isolation so it's right. a refl- reflection of the larger society culture politics and uh, other things so that is one now regarding your point about uh, uh, ott right? OTT, right what has happened and uh, i think i've written on this also uh, i think it's called stability as a metaphor for the downfall of indian cinema uh, hindi cinema for the longest time you set aside all this uh, uh, hindu muslim thing you know promoting islam let us stick only to social dramas okay like uh, a family thing doras they this kind of movies family dramas basically they would all be blockbusters even without overt ideological or religious messaging they would be blockbusters why and they have been social dramas woven around the same theme hundreds of movies have come and most of them have succeeded chupke chupke that's a social drama or a family drama right there's no political messaging overtly in that why those movies became successful was because there was an element of stability in the larger society hum aapke hai kaun extended video a wedding video right so there right. was an element of stability there right right you give dish out the same fare but you know uh, you know wrap it in a different dress it would be uh, a hit because people had the time going to movies was a kind of a, a family outing like you're going to a park or something like that right, so right. that that stability of the middle class hindu family has been has eroded especially after 2000 so what do you have basically crap you know either crime dramas or you know uh, titillating sex based uh, movies all kinds of nonsensical political thing which has no semblance to reality now you're showing a raw agent wearing a commando dress i mean seriously man so which this movie is this i a lot of movies like a war and you know one of those nonsensical you get a uh, you have a huge bunch of pile of such crap to pick from if you're interested in <laughs> just say raw agents in bollywood google for that you'll get a pile of these uh, uh, shitty uh, movies basically there was one movie that i liked which was about mm-hmm. the real story about uh, vk singh mm-hmm. general vk singh general vk singh that was okay. a pretty good movie mm-hmm. um, but anyway let's go back viewers will put in by way of comments what i am talking about but go yeah, sure so so this is where you are when you have no stability what themes will you pick sir except crime and you know sleaze even that you can't do well right and you know political messaging you know promoting nexalism that that f- fellow that jai beam nonsense right 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 right, right. so this Julia. is what you left with. or 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 what you will do you will take a newspaper head uh, cutting headline and then you you'll read two paragraphs and say oh, come on i have a new web series plot for a new web series really right <laughs> this is what these buggers are doing right 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 you know yellow is a color of love you know this, these are dialogues sir in all these uh, shitty web series so it doesn't matter you know what you call it what 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 uh, presentation medium is uh, it is whether ott or uh, big screen it doesn't matter the problem is more rooted it's more fundamental right 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 i mean i want to talk about tandav before we ra- ra- wrap up what do you uh-huh. think went wrong with tandav i don't know i haven't uh, seen that you know tandav then that patha lok i don't i i won't spend my subscription hard earned money uh, you know watching that <laughs> see all yeah, i see frankly she here's here's a formula that i have devised i don't know if it might work for others also but it has worked for me i look at the poster i look at the title i look at what is known as a punchline or whatever that is right. called right. the tagline or punchline or whatever then i know what this is about hmm. 
right right Absolutely. right <laughs> wonderful so um i guess we are uh, coming to uh, a close on this one and mm -hmm. we have to see how these two different uh, polls are going to play out but it is my hope that ott will come up with some good stories by the way mm -hmm. i don't know how much you watch amazon prime and netflix mm -hmm. uh, not much what are one of the best shows that I've seen recently uh, about mm -hmm. gritty crime on the streets and how police solve this thing is a show mm -hmm. called Bosch, B-O-S-C-H. You know, the spark plug. Oh, yeah, the, that uh, guy, you know, that cop uh, guy. Yes, yes, Michael, yes. Michael Connolly, he's, uh, I've read Bosch yes. novels and not watched yes, his movie. Yes, yes. So okay. what they did was they took a couple of Michael Connolly books and then they made the series. Oh, they, they adapted it for They yeah. adapted it for web series unfortunately it is not viewable in india i see okay uh, i would i would really recommend people watch there's a very gritty tightly written script and i mm -hmm. mean the, there is no special effects nothing like that these are everyday mm -hmm. people under a lot of stress and pressure the pulls and pressures and things like that and how mm -hmm. you know uh, one cop who knows his job and plus he has that love for the underdog if, if somebody mm -hmm. gets patched up on the street he wants mm -hmm. justice Justice for that person. So that yeah. that is, is that just drive because he would have been oh, yeah. himself. Yeah, that's a familiar uh, genre. I like I like Jack Reacher series better than this. Yeah, Jack Reacher is sort of fantastic. More. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Fantastic. So what what I'm saying is that something similar needs to happen in uh, hmm. web series also. Although I must say, Z I think has a lot of Puranic stuff. That, Pretty mm. good. Mm -hmm. I, I watch like Chota Beam, not Chota Beam. Mm -hmm. There's Ganesha stories. There's a mm -hmm. whole bunch of things. There's Prithvi, uh, not Prithvi, Chandragupta Maurya serial. I really like mm -hmm. that one. Where okay. you know, young kid growing mm -hmm. up, I, mean, this, mm -hmm. I don't know how truthful it is because it's difficult mm -hmm. to go and find out 300 BCE, how Chanakya identified mm -hmm. this guy and, and mm -hmm. the Nanda kingdom and all that. But it's a mm -hmm. fairly well done thing. So Z is doing mm -hmm. some very good stuff. So at least mm -hmm. I would say for our viewers, they seem to be able to portray the reality. Now it is Ahilya by Hol Holkar Sori running. Very beautifully mm -hmm. done. Very beautifully mm -hmm. done. Actually, I personally liked it. There mm -hmm. is not a single, uh, you know, there is not a single Urdu word. And it's very true. I mean, if, if a Holkar is growing mm -hmm. up in a Marathi mm -hmm. family and she is mm -hmm. uh, in one of the royalties, how do they would speak? It's very well done. Very well done. So oh, there is okay. no, what I'm I should maybe try. Yeah, yeah. No, like yeah. I said, the existing set of legacy Bollywood nonsense, uh, I don't think they can, you know, uh, come back with, with any semblance of, uh, uh, you know, their former power or their former fame. Uh, because they have, like, you made a very perceptive point, uh, which is true that, you know, even if there are some possibly decent uh, scripts, people simply don't want to watch Bollywood. Right. It is a reputation. It is a slur that they have created themselves. And only Correct. they are... They are to blame for it. Nobody else. No, if That's they true. had behaved, if they had behaved, they wouldn't have come to this. And and one more point I forgot to mention uh, about this, you know, this whole uh, Urduization. Urdu would basically, as some people have popularized it, and I largely agree with that. This whole influx of Urdu, a lot of the early actors, Rajkumar, for example, uh, a Hindi actor, Rajkumar, he would have his lines written in Urdu. He couldn't read right. Devanagari. Right. Right. So you had, right. you had, you know, all these uh, kind of people, mixture of various uh, people from various backgrounds. But the worst part is not that, you know, this Javier Akhtar types and K. Abbas types uh, did what they did. The worst part is the Hindus who allowed them to do it, who didn't put their foot down and were also complicit. People like Amitabh Bachchan, 
they were completely complicit in this you know mass urduization of bollywood uh, i mean they had they knew better but they chose the other side they chose the wrong deliberately yeah, the first few hits of salim javed lyrics those stories are not original they were inspired yeah. from bunch of westerns you take something Are from here, no no you forget the standing joke you look at the past issues of film fair okay in those days uh, especially in uh, mid 70s you know when these buggers salim javed right. were at their peak and right, up to right. uh, up to the time when they split you look at those film fair uh, film magazine issues it was a standing joke that hotel sea rock in bombay mm-hmm. it used to be the great adda for these uh, script writers and filmmakers so mm-hmm. they would you know book a room there or they would have a permanent room there and they would watch vcds of uh, uh, various hollywood movies and then, and then pick something steal it, basically basically steal it and say that you know this is my inspiration and you know i have indianized it if they were caught call it indianized now that is no longer possible because correct. you know globalization correct correct uh, no bapilari kun no bapilari kun succeed today he was <laughs> arguably the most most famous plagiarist epic plagiarist <laughs> so one this, way ticket one way ticket <laughs> yeah <laughs> well one thing that was a surprise for me was shankar zaykishan also so what uh-huh. happened in this case in the 60s remember all the shammi kapoor hits hit after yeah, it, hit yeah. after it. Yes, many yes, of yes. those are inspired from latin american music yes latin american italian now this famous song i don't know i can't remember the music director's name धीरे धीरे चल चांद गगन में राइट 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 दट्स अ लिफ्ट ऑफ देन दैट बार बार देखो हजार बार देखो दैट्स अ लिफ्ट ऑफ एंड यू यू हैव अ बंच ऑफ लॉट ऑफ पीपल हैव डन दिस हां सो मुड़मुड़ के ना देखो मुड़मुड़ के दैट्स अ लिफ्ट ऑफ राइट सो लॉट लॉट ऑफ पीपल हैव डन दिस यू नो कंपाइलेशंस शोइंग वेयर ऑल दिस बगर एंड प्लेजराइज फ्रॉम राइट 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 इट वाज ऑल कॉपिंग सो देयर वाज नो ओरिजिनल वर्क सो लाइक दिस So, like I said, so there you go. You have brought in music, right? So, show me what original contribution Bollywood has given to world cinema or even Indian cinema. True, true. Still searching. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sandeep. This was a wonderful. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been a fun. Down every lane and back in the front, yeah. and uh, yeah. so viewers, it's I hope fun. you like this. And Sandeep and I kind of. we take some right turns and left turns but we'll eventually come back to the topic we guarantee it's a, it's a jolly conversation so yeah jolly conversation right 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 we just having an idyllic afternoon having coffee and tea without that of course it's chatting yeah yeah it's chatting yeah <laughs> chatting so thank you so much sandeep and yeah my pleasure you have any questions Uh, no this yep. is a recording so we we are not going to be having questions now what we will do viewers this is mm. what we would like you to do you can send in questions to sandeep on this particular show and we will try to come back and answer those questions and then go on to the next show this is 5 10 minutes it will be okay the reason is this way we can kind of establish <laughs> some amount of you know uh, people being faithful to us they'll say okay <laughs> these guys <laughs> oh i have my unanswered question let me go on next look at the next episode i'm just being stupid but i'm just saying that it's okay you can send questions we'll try to answer mm-hmm. it in the next episode sandeep and okay. i i think we're going to have a lot of fun doing yeah, this yeah. we're also learning a lot i mean yeah. i i this conversation opened my eyes to many things that i mm-hmm. did not you know sit down and try to analyze it so i'm too naive at that point of time thank you once again sandeep namaskar my pleasure shri always good night वंदे मातरम जय श्री राम जय श्री राम